Okay, um, really quickly, um, right before we get into the teaching, um, if you notice on Sunday morning, um, I do a routine speech, and I need to change it up because it gets boring to me, but um, it's concerning the connection card. Um, and here's what I want to say about the connection card. Um, we want our connection card just to be the culture of what everybody does in our church. And that's why we ask new people to do it, and we ask existing members to fill out a card. Some people have asked me, like, um, why do I need to keep writing the same information down? And we don't you guys have a database? Like, what's going on around here? Well, here's the thing. Um, if you're a regular attender or a member, um, just put your name on the card and drop it in. We don't need all your info on there. But we want to create a culture where when new people come and we ask everyone to fill out the card, this is just what everybody does here. You know, they're not standing out in their aisle being the only nerd that's new filling out their card. You know, we just, we want them to be comfortable. And I know that's kind of silly, but um, uh, some people, when it comes to uh, new people in a church, they don't mind standing out and they don't mind being the new person. But some people want to attend and they want to be anonymous. They, they don't really, they don't want to stand out. And so one of the ways that we kind of cater to that is by asking everyone to fill out a card. Um, that way, no matter who you are, we're just kind of all doing the same thing. Um, so, and also, that also helps us to do follow-up for people. If it's their first time, second time, or third time, uh, we send different communications to them at all those junctures. So, I um, just want to encourage you guys to continue to fill out your connection card every week, at least your name, and um, definitely mark regular attender uh, because that's what you guys are. Anybody who's been here... Uh, you know, three or more times, we just consider them a regular attender. All right, you guys ready for this? All right, welcome, welcome everybody to week three of Starting Point entitled Join the Team. We're so glad you're here with us today. Um, one, of the, one of the questions that we get asked mostly around here is how do I get more connected? Um, another question is how do I get more involved? Um, it's a pretty common question that we hear. Um, we always think we do a great job at letting people know how to connect and letting people know how to get involved, but it doesn't really matter what we think. It matters what people feel when they walk through the door. And so um, starting point is one of the ways that we want to answer that question um, through being a part of this class. Um, I've learned that some of the greatest relationships that people build is by serving. Um, I've been in ministry for a while now, and the people that I've been closest to in ministry are all of the people that I've served with through the years. So whether it's been a youth staff or a youth volunteer team or a, or a welcoming team or a media team or a creative arts team, um, you build amazing relationships with people. Um, why do we build amazing relationships? Because we spend a lot of time together. Um, you are probably closest to people you spend a lot of time with. This is easily said. The person who sits next to you in school, your neighbor, your, your family members that live with you, just by nature of time, you build good relationships. Um, and, then, and then number two, you build relations with people that have a common interest. So when you're serving in an area, you're working with people who have like passions, they have a like calling, and there's just something that unites people together um, when they're serving together. Um, I've gotta say, uh, through, through the time of serving with people, um, I, I, I've just found that's been the easiest way to connect. And so, 
One of the reasons why we're doing this class called Join the Team and why we're encouraging you to join a serving team is because that helps resolve the question, how can I connect? How can I get more involved? Um, and we'll talk more about the opportunities uh, of serving and the frequency of serving, but one of the easiest ways to get connected is just go ahead and just step in, you know, um, get into a spot. Uh, we have places where people can serve, where they can be kind of in the background, so you don't have to be an upfront person to serve. And we have places that, you know, you can be uh, at the front door meeting people as they come through the door. Um, and you're very exposed to people. So here's the official, official invite from us to you. We invite you to join our team. Uh, we invite you to get connected. We invite you to serve alongside us um, as we fulfill God's mission together. Um, so we want to talk to you a little bit today about our volunteer training. This would be, if you wanted to call it, um, Volunteer Training 101. Um, and I want to kind of talk you through a little bit of our culture of serving. Um, and here's what I want to say. Um, everybody does things different. Every family does things different. Um, they operate off of their own um, unspoken rules, if you will. Um, unspoken guidelines and for example um, another word for this would be the word culture um, we all contribute to culture you contribute to the culture in your family the culture in your workplace or, or the environment that you're in every day um, you contribute it you contribute to it by the way uh, you respond relationally with people um, some of those habits that we have are healthy habits some of those habits that we have are unhealthy habits um, across the board in all of our ministries we want to um, answer this question as we serve people. And here, here's the question. How can we create an experience that far exceeds their expectations? And you can do the fill in the blank. How can we create an experience that far exceeds their expectations? Here's the thing. We want to wow people in everything that we do, honestly. Uh, when people come through the door, we want them to go, wow, this church is really loving. You know, really loving. Wow, this church is really accepting. Wow, these people really care care about me. When you interact with us um, from the standpoint of starting point or learning how to serve, we want you to go, wow, these people have really thought through their, their process on volunteering. Wow, they really care about my family life. Wow, they really care about getting information to me on time. Wow, they care about clear, communicating clearly to me. We want parents when they drop their kids off in the kids' wing to go, wow. I feel safe. The next hour and a half that my kid is in there, I feel safe. I feel like the volunteers are attentive, they're on it, they're organized, and they got things going on. We want to build a culture where everyone speaks the same language, where people go, wow, everyone says the same thing around here. It's pretty cool. Like, I don't, I don't hear from one leader to do it this way, and I don't hear from another leader to do it this way. We, everyone is speaking the same language. That's really cool. These guys are really on point with their vision. Culture is just a, a, another word of saying, this is the way we do it around here. Um, for example, um, in my house, we grew up and we had a culture. Here is the culture in my house. It was make your bed in the morning, pick your clothes up off the floor before you leave the threshold of your bedroom. You know, Don't go in the bathroom and tinkle before your bed is made and your clothes are off the floor. Um, every night, for the most part, we sat around and we ate dinner around the table. That was just a part of our culture. It was never a, is mom gonna cook tonight? Do we have to go to dinner tonight together? It was just, it was our culture. That's just what we did. Um, now, I had some friends who, at their house, that wasn't their culture. They just, everybody kind of fitted for themselves. Um, there wasn't a lot of, uh, 
guidelines and rules for the family around eating. They just they just did what they did. Um, it was their culture that kids talked back to the parents, and that was just how they did life together. Um, now, I want you to dream with me for a minute. If if the Grace Place Church had a culture where we we all this was just what we did, um, can you imagine? Uh, how we can serve people in our community and the people within our body if, if we had a strong culture where everyone did the same thing together. I want you to know that um, over the last year, we've had about 400 people walk through the doors of our church. That's pretty staggering for a church of our size. Um, these people have crossed the line of faith. Uh, some of these individuals have given their heart to Christ and begun their journey. They've been baptized. Uh, they've, they've engaged in ministry. And they've engaged in, in their neighbors and in, in, uh, uh, spreading the gospel out to the people in their workplace. I mean, people have gone from zero in faith to 100 in faith. And it's so amazing. Um, we're doing what the Bible says. And the Bible says to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Um, that's the Great Commission. We want to care for you. We want you to join us in helping other people to connect. And we're going to work at helping to connect you. That's what this class is all about. Uh, we want you to help us to disciple people. And again, we're going to engage you in discipling you. Um, the way that we disciple people around here is by serving together. Because you're iron sharpens iron as you rub shoulders together and you pray with one another. You start talking about life. And then from a, um, from a biblical standpoint are Wednesday nights. Wednesday night is we call it cultivation. Um, and that's where we learn about God's Word. Uh, we do elective classes and eight-week cycles on Wednesdays. Um, so, uh, in talking about a culture, so what is our culture? So I want to highlight as we go through um, a few of the things that we have defined as our volunteer culture. These are not all of the things, but these are some of the things that we've outlined as uh, our culture. So number one, a culture of intentionality. The word intentionality just means purpose, planned, strategic, calculated. <clears throat> Excuse me. From an organizational view, so from our view, we want to make sure we're very intentional. Uh, we want to make sure we're intentional about offering the serving opportunities to you, um, letting you know what's available, um, and letting you know uh, when we would like you to serve. Um, we want to stick to a time and stick to a schedule, and we want to keep to it. Um, we know that... Um, the busier families are and the busier and the larger churches get, the busier everybody gets. And so we've got to be really intentional uh, about picking times and picking places and communicating very clearly. Um, we want to make sure that uh, as you're serving within a ministry that everybody knows the vision. We want to be intentional about that. Um, you heard our, our mission statement uh, in last, last week's class. Um, it's caring people, caring for people. And um, we just, we want to make sure that that's just not a nice statement, but that's just what we do. And, um, and if you heard the stories of people who, who uh, are visited at the hospital and, and, um, and cared for and, and loved, you would know that it's just not a statement that we have on the wall. It's, it's really who we are. Um, we have to be uh, really intentional and plan now because it's more difficult to communicate to a, a church of 400 than it is to a church of 100. When you're smaller, you know, you got a volunteer team of like 20 people. 
everybody's been to pastor's house, everybody knows what color his walls are, and um, everybody knows what's going on because it's really small. But the more you grow, you have to be more intentional about getting information out, out to everybody. Um, and as we've grown through the years, we've kind of had to change the way we communicate to people. Um, you know, at one point it used to be just a quick phone call or a, hey, by the way, next Sunday we're doing this, you know. But as we grow, we've got to be more intentional. So <clears throat> making available calendars online, uh, making available uh, information through the bulletin, making information available through emails. Now, all of these are less um, relational ways to communicate. And sometimes people would feel like, well, I'm not on the inside, but we don't have time to make a phone call and give everything to everybody. So, so we want to make sure that we're intentional by putting the information where it needs to be and you know where it is and that you can go there at all times and get the, the right information at all times. Um, let's see, uh, from a, a volunteer's view, view, as you volunteer and as you join this culture of intentionality, um, that you're intentional uh, with your words as you communicate to people the vision. That you say the same thing um, that we say and we say the same thing together. Um, here, here's what I mean by that. So, for example, if somebody says, how do I get more connected? Well, here's a great answer to that. Have you heard about Starting Point? No, I haven't. Can I tell you about it? Starting Point's a great place to learn about the mission and vision of the church. How to get more connected. And can you imagine if everybody said that to all the new people are coming through the doors? Um, we would have people connecting. And, and honestly, we have a really easy way to do that. And here it is. Um, uh, I've been to church before um, where they do this really well. And I've been to churches before where they don't do it really well. And you just don't know how to connect. But we want to make it really easy. So our way of being intentional is by creating this class. All right, building a strong uh, volunteer culture here. Number one, a culture of intentionality. Um, number two, a culture of clarity. Um, as an organization, we want to make sure we're very clear. Um, we want to make sure that people know exactly what's expected of them. Um, we want you to know exactly what you can expect from us. Um, we want you to know as an organization, we want to commit to clear communication. And we talked a little bit about clarity a minute ago, but we want to talk, we want to be clear with our communication. And then um, we want you to know that you can depend on us to be well informed when it comes to serving. Um, that's going to come mostly through emails when it comes to internal communication. Um, Emails are not fun today because you're going through your, your inbox and you know you, you got to sift through all the junk mail to find the really important email. And of course, we think the ones that we send are like the most important ones. <laughs> but um, but honestly, um, an email can cut out a meeting and make more make more time for your family. And so that's why we want to do emails. Um, email can cut out people having to get here really early when honestly, when you've got kids and you're trying to show up to church on time, just that in itself is just successful that you get through the door sometimes on Sunday. Um, so if you got kids, you know exactly what that's like. Um, and then as an individual, when it comes to a culture of dependability, we wanna make sure that we can depend on you, uh, or we wanna make sure we can depend on you. Um, hey, when you're scheduled to, vol to volunteer, we want you to know you're dependent on 100%. And if you're not there, um, the ball gets dropped. Now, here, here's the other thing I want to say about that. Life happens. Life will happen to all of us. Your kids will get sick. Your husband will get sick. Your car will break down on the way to church. Um, something will happen in your family, and you will not be able to show up to serve every time you're scheduled. So here's how we want to remedy that. Here's our culture. Communicate. 
just just let somebody know and we'll fix it. So that's that's no problem. That's an easy fix. Um, but it's very important. It's a value of ours that that number one you can depend on us, and number two we can depend on you. Um, here we go. Number four, a culture of health. As an organization, we are working really hard to remain healthy. Um, here's what I want to say about this. Oh, okay, awesome. That that was number three. Sorry, I messed that up. And for those of you who are watching through um, video, I apologize. But number one is a culture of intentionality. Number two is a culture of clarity. Number three is a culture of dependability. And number four is a culture of health. All right. Um, here's what I want to say about a culture of health. God's plan for every single one of us is to be healthy. All over in his word, he is about, you see him going through in the New Testament, saving people and healing people physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Period. Nothing greater than that. God wants his people healthy, and he wants them redeemed. We value health here. Here's what we don't value. We don't value super servants over the guy who can just serve once a week. Okay? Because here, here's, here's what I have done in the past. As a ministry leader, you love super servants because, man, they, they save you in a pinch. They're there all the time. And what happens is, is if you're not careful as a leader, you, in an unhealthy way, start promoting all the super servants, which most people can't be a super servant. And you value the super servant. And the people who just serve once a week feel like, am I not valuable? Am I, am I not important to the kingdom just because I'm not here five days a week like, like Roger is? Am I, am I not valuable? And here's what I want to say. Health is important. Because if everyone tries to be a super servant and we don't care for our families, we're going to lose our family. We're going to be unhealthy. And God wants us healthy first, period, point blank. So we want you to know that we honor the guy who serves 100 times a week. And we honor the guy who serves one time a week or one time a month. There's going to be seeds of the life that are going to allow you to serve a lot. When you're single, you can serve a lot, man. You can serve your brains out. When you're newly married, it's just you and your husband or wife. You can serve your brains out. The minute you have a child, life changes. Things change. Some families are wired to just serve like crazy with their kids. That's just, it's just in their blood. This is what they do. And some families are not. Some, every family has a different capacity. And we want you to know that we get that. We understand that. Um, so with that, we create many different opportunities for everybody to be as involved or as little involved as they want. So we don't value one over the other, but what we do ask is that everybody does be involved. Do what you can do in the season of your life. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, a culture of uh, intentionality, number one. A culture of clarity, number two. A culture of dependability, a culture of health. And number five, a culture of hospitality. The most frequent comment that we get in our guest surveys around here is, wow, I felt really welcome. Um, everybody says that, um, and it's because we have a culture of hospitality here, um, that every juncture, everywhere you go, whether it's coming through the doors, checking your kids in, going to the welcome center, getting coffee, sitting in your seat, there are people everywhere that is just welcoming people. Um, it's crazy. Honestly, um, I've seen some churches like this, but this stands above, um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm here, I'm just being honest, it just... It stands above other places that I've been, and I've been in some really good places. 
Um, so I'm not saying we're better than everybody else because we're not. I'm just saying for us, this is something that we do really well. So we want to make sure that as people join the team, they join that culture of hospitality. Um, how we greet, every, how, how we connect and, and interact with people, it speaks to the first-time guests and it speaks to the new people. We want to make sure that um, in having this culture of hospitality, that when you serve somewhere, um, we don't want to just point and direct people when people ask questions, you know? Like, hey, how's it going? Where, where do I check my kids in? Oh, just oh, over that way. Just go around that corner. You know, um, that's not a culture of hospitality. Here's what a culture of hospitality is. It says, you know what? Let me take you over there. I worked at Safeway in a grocery store one time uh, years ago. This is like one of my first jobs. And I was blown away by the, um, they taught us to walk and talk with people. Like, Say, can I, can I show you, get their permission, can I show you there? And you take them there. And it's amazing to me how many places you go um, in customer service world where like, it's over and off, you know, um, rather than walking and talking with people. And, um, you know, you have a really short period from the front door to the kids check-in to get to know that family. Um, you have a really short moment to make them feel welcome. So as you're walking over there, just say, hey, by the way, when you're done dropping your kids off, come grab a coffee or something to eat if you like. Um, our kids' people are going to take really good care of you. We just want you to know we're glad to have you. And be genuine about it. And that's all you got to do. You don't need to like engage in a conversation. Parents really don't want to in that moment because they're stressed out already to drop their kid off at a new place. They're wondering, okay, is my kid going to be okay? That's, just, that, that's all they care about. They don't care about anything about, is my kid going to be okay? So we just want to make parents feel at ease in that moment. Um, uh, all right. Um, we want to make sure that when you guys are in a serving area to continue to keep this uh, hospitality culture going, um, you uh, don't have to be a, a drill sergeant at your post. So if you're a greeter at the door, for example, and somebody's like doesn't know where to go, like, you know, instead of pointing and directing, um, find somebody around you to say, hey, I'll be right back. Can you cover my spot? And then go walk and talk with that person. You know, we don't want you to feel like when you're in a serving spot, like you cannot move. Although we do want you there. You can move, just, just communicate and move amongst one another. Um, here's the thing. If we, if we greet people well, and we direct people well, and we treat people well, there's a, a higher potential of their heart and, and the, the guard and the wall of the church to be dropped so that they can be more open to spiritual direction in the worship experience and in the teaching experience. So we're talking about building a strong volunteer culture. Um, culture of intentionality, number one. And we're going to skip all the way down to number six, uh, a culture of clear next steps. Um, this is something that we're uh, kind of internally, we're working really hard on. What do we do with somebody the first time they come? What do we do with them? What do we ask them to do the second time they come? What do we do the third time they come? And the first time they come, we just want them to come again. We're not like, let me tell you about the bridge. Let me tell you about our great kids activity that's coming up. Let me tell you about young families. It's just... Come the second time. We want to invite you to come again. Um, number two, we want to make sure that um, if people come for a second time, an easy thing that we do is we just invite them to come back again, and we want to invite them to starting point. We just want you to know, this is a conversation, we just want you to know if you come for a second time, if you want to learn more about the church, we'd love to invite you to starting point where you can learn more about that. And then weeks later, they get an invite to dessert with the pastor where they actually can come to the pastor's house 
and meet some of the staff and get to know us. So um, we want to make sure we're clear in those next steps. We want to make sure that people serving with us um, generally know what some of those next steps are so that as you're interacting with a first-time guest, you're not trying to ask them to go out to dinner with you the very first time you meet them. Like the win for us, for first-time guests, just come again. The win for us with someone who's been here two, three, four times, we're asking the same question. Have you heard about starting point? Have you been to dessert with the pastor? And we're just doing the small things. And as they interact with those places and those, those uh, events, they're going to they're gonna be discipled. They're going to learn how to connect. They're going to learn how to serve. They're going to learn about our culture. They're going to learn about our vision. They're going to learn how we do what we do. Number eight, a culture of integrity. Um, we want to make sure <clears throat> as leaders that we lead by example, um, and we want to have high integrity in everything we do. Um, for example, if you're going to be an usher, we want you to have high integrity as an usher. We want to make sure your family life's intact. Not perfect, because we're all here because we're a mess and we need Jesus. But we want to make sure that your family's intact. Uh, we want to make sure that you can show up on time. Um, we want to make sure that you yourself are a tither and a giver. It doesn't make sense to have people taking up the offering and the tithes when they're not givers themselves. So we want to make sure that we have high integrity in all areas and that we lead by example in all areas. Um, we have different expectations for people who, um, who are just uh, out in the parking lot welcoming people and directing traffic as we would for somebody who's teaching in children's, for example. So let, let me explain to you this way. You can be newly saved and your life can still be a mess like mine was when I was newly saved and for a few years after I was saved. You can be a mess and hurt people in the parking lot. Honestly, you can be a mess and if you know how to smile at people, you can work at the coffee bar. But you can't be a mess if you're a teacher in our kids' ministry, right? Um, we want to make sure that um, if you're living with somebody, and that happens often, if somebody's living together unmarried, we don't want them teaching in the kids' ministry. We, we, want, we want to care for their personal life first. We want to make sure they get married. We want to make sure that as a family, they're in right standings before God. Um, because we can't teach these things to our kids and the people, and or if you're teaching adults, when we're not living it ourselves. So we want to make sure that as volunteers, we've got a strong culture of integrity. And so, so for every, every phase of serving, the, the, the more responsibility that comes in that environment or the more spiritual responsibility, um, the more spiritual um, integrity is expected. Um, and finally, number nine, we are at the last one. You might not even have a number nine on your paper, but just put it in your heart. Um, how do I volunteer? It, it doesn't really go along with any of those. You might ask me, how do I volunteer, Sean? Here's how you volunteer. It's really simple. Fill out that application really clearly. What that allows for, for example, um, if I'm running greeters, that allows me to get that application. I already know you want to greet, and I already know how often you want to greet. So I can go ahead and schedule you and get you in the rotation, and I can make a phone call and say, Hey, Jenica, super great to have you in starting point. Um, I noticed you're interested in greeting. We sure would love you to join the team. Can you come to church early next week so we can have a quick face-to-face -face and just talk about what's expected and just kind of do a little bit of training for that area? And then we can talk about the schedule and make sure that works for you. Is that cool? Good. Awesome. Great. You're a greeter now. I was like, that's it. Like, we don't have to overcomplicate it. So by you filling that out well allows us to... Um, 
follow up well with you and get you serving. Here's what else I wanna say. The more boxes you fill, the more people are gonna call you. <laughs> so, um, because we have a director over different areas. So just know, heads up, if you select like six different things, you're gonna get six different leaders calling you to say, hey, I noticed you signed up for parking. Hey, I noticed you signed up for ushers. Hey, I noticed you signed up for kids. Hey, I noticed you signed up for landscaping. <laughs> cool, like, okay, then you're the super servant we talked about. But um, we would just love for everybody to do something. And last week you guys got the, uh, the ministry guide. Um, it looks a lot like this. Um, we will have a downloadable link for you for the ministry guide and the volunteer application if you're not here in person with this class. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day and goodbye.